chapter thirty six of say and seal this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen say and seal by susan warner chapter thirty six the saturday before christmas which was moreover the day but one before squire stoutenburg went over to pequot and having checked off his business items drove straight to madame danforth's the door was opened to him by the french woman who took him into a little room very like herself and left him and in another minute or two faith came in her exclamation was with the unmistakable tone and look of pleasure my dear i am very glad to see you was part of the warm reply how do you do i do very well sir Ah said the squire i suppose so well i'll give you a chance to do better my dear i'm going to carry you off you're wanted am i said faith with a quick change there's nothing the matter nothing bad said squire at least i hope not will you go home with me this afternoon oh yes sir and very glad but did mother send for me send for you if i could get you miss faith i don't suppose she'll ever really interfere with your doings if you choose to go and live in the moon but she's half sick for the sight of you that's prevalent just now said the squire and she's not the worst case the doctor went off for fear he should take it but some people have duties you know and can't stir there was a tiny peach blossom tinge on faith's cheek which the squire was pleased to take note of she stood with a thoughtful face the while i'll be ready mr stoutenburg when will you come for me the time was fixed and faith made her explanations to her friends promising that if need were she would come back again or her mother after christmas miss dilly let her go very willingly yet most unwillingly and madame danforth's reluctance had nothing to balance it so it was that faith's joy had its wonted mixture of gravity when she met the squire again if you're not going to be glad to get home i'm a rich man if i'll go in with you he said as he put her in the sleigh and tucked her up with shawls and buffalo robes that's the way first get power and then abuse it power mr stoutenburg what do you mean i am very glad to go home don't i look so she certainly did i mean that i haven't seen anybody smile since you went away said mr stoutenburg proceeding to tuck himself up in like manner except dr harrison he kept himself in practice while he stayed faith was silent eyeing the snowy road and the jingling horse-heads with a bounding feeling of heart that she was going home she dared allow it to herself now what do you guess made the doctor leave that fly-away horse of his for mr linden to tame said the squire has he any particular reason for wishing to break his neck did he do that break his neck why no not yet i suppose the doctor lives in hopes you take it coolly miss faith upon my word mr stoutenburg i meant did he leave the horse for him dr harrison knew there wasn't much danger mr stoutenburg mr stoutenburg touched up his own team i guess he said slowly the doctor don't just know how much danger there is so patacquasa'll have a chance to come down on both feet 
which that horse don't too often we've had all sorts of goings-on miss faith have you sir the question was put quietly enough but there was a little tinge of curiosity too yes said the squire shaking his whip sam deacon's gone away and mr linden's grown unpopular ain't that news what do you mean sir why sam deacon's gone away the squire repeated coolly he was getting rather too much of a sportin' character for our town so a friend of mine was going to egypt or somewhere took him along you needn't be uneasy about him miss faith he'll be taken care of i should have sent him a worse journey only i was overruled and is he gone to egypt said faith hardly got so far yet said the squire but i thought it would be good for sam's health he's been a little weaker than usual about the head lately that was only half of your news mr stoutenburg faith said after another interval of musing totter half's nothing wonderful mr linden's getting unpopular with everybody in town that he don't make up to on the right side and as there's a good many of them i'm afraid it'll spread i've done my best to tell him how to quiet the matter but you might as well tell a pepperidge which way to grow did you ever try to make him do anything said the squire facing round upon faith the startling of faith's eyes was like a flash and something so her colour went and came the answer was a very orderly yes sir hum i s'pose he did it guess i'll come to you next time i want anything done are you cold my dear said the squire renewing his efforts at wrapping up faith's desire for patacoisset news was satisfied she manifested no more curiosity about anything and so far as appeared in words was contented with her own thoughts that however would have been a rash conclusion for thoughts do occupy that do not content and faith could willingly have spared the hints in mr stoutenburg's last speech and indeed in several others she by no means understood them thoroughly yet something of the drift and air of them she did feel and felt as unnecessary there had been already in faith's mind a doubtful look towards the last evening she had spent in patacoisset a certain undefined consciousness that her action that night might have said or seemed to say she knew not what she could find no fault with it to herself there had been nothing that she could help but yet this consciousness made her more tender upon anything that touched the subject she had thought of it and put it out of her head several times in these last weeks and now mr stoutenburg's words had just the effect to make her shy faith's mind however had been full of grave and sweet things of late and was in such a state now the principal feeling which the squire's words could not change was a very deep and joyous happiness she was exceeding glad to go home but at the same time in a mood too quiet and sober for the wine of joy to get into her head squire stoutenburg too seemed satisfied perhaps with the uncold hue of faith's cheeks and now drove on at a rapid rate talking only of indifferent matters the horses trotted quick over the smooth snow and the gathering lead colour overhead was touched with gleams of light here and there as the sun went down behind the patacoisset outlines swiftly they jingled along crossing the ferry and mounting the hill past trees and barns and village houses then into the main street 
down which horses flew with a will thinking of oats in their good stable and unwillingly reined in at mrs derrick's door it was dark by that time faith could see little but the lights glimmering in the windows and indeed had no time to see much so suddenly and softly was she lifted out of the sleigh the moment it stopped then mr linden's voice said thank you mr stoutenburg that's one way of thanking me said the squire however i suppose it's all right and gave his impatient horses their way why mr linden said faith half laughing but with a little of the old timidity in her voice how could you see me before i saw you for various reasons miss faith how do you do he led her on into the house and into the tea-room there to delight her mother's heart and make her mother's eyes overflow pretty child mrs derrick said i never will let you go away again for anybody faith laughed and kissed her and kissed her but did not take that moment to say what she thought that mrs derrick would have to let her go again in a few days perhaps and for miss danforth herself then her eye glanced at the tea-table as it might at an ungoverned kingdom or a vacated sphere and the fullness of her heart broke out mother i'm glad to be home again the tone said it yet more than the words and then with a sudden movement she went off a step to mr linden and held out her hand to him albeit ever so little shyly the hand was taken and kept his eyes taking a quiet survey of her the while miss faith you want to be set to work some people will neglect themselves if they have a chance i haven't done much work since i have been away mr linden he smiled what was he reading in her face you don't know what you have done child he said but she looks glad mrs derrick and we are very glad to have her whereupon faith was conducted to the tea-table without more delay mrs derrick feeling sure that she was starving both with cold and hunger faith had no appearance of being cold and though she certainly did eat her supper as if she was glad to be at home it was not with the air of a person with whom his bread and butter is the first thought gladness shone in every look and movement but at the same time over all the gladness there was a slight veil it might be gravity but it might not be all gravity for part of it was very like constraint the eyes were more ready to fall than to rise and the words though free to come had a great facility for running in short sentences but mrs derrick was too happy to notice such light streaks of mist in the sunshine and talked away at a most unusual rate telling faith how mr linden had ridden that wild horse and had found time to teach her little class and in general had done everything else for everything seemed to hinge upon him mr linden himself with now and then a word to qualify or to make faith laugh took a somewhat special and quiet care of her and her wants at the table all which seemed to faith in her mood very like little gentle suggestions at that veil otherwise he was rather silent then followed prayers with all the sweet warm influences of the time and then faith might sit and talk or be silent as she liked rest being considered the best work for that evening it would seem that she liked to be silent if that were a fair conclusion from her silence her eye took happy note of the familiar things in and about the room then she sat and looked into the fireplace 
as glad to see it again maybe or doubtful about looking elsewhere as silently for a few minutes mr linden took note of her then he spoke miss faith will you let me give you lessons all through the holidays she gave him a swift blushing glance and smile if you like to do it mr linden and if i am here where do you find those two ifs i thought perhaps when i came away from pequot to-day that i might go back again after monday i am afraid aunt dilly will want me how much must people want you to gain a hearing there are different kinds of wanting faith said gravely aunt dilly may miss me too much and the abstract too much is different from the comparative what about the other if the other if i don't know that there is anything about it mr linden faith said laughing whence did it come before it trickled as bunyan says to your tongue i don't know sir miss faith i did not think you would so forget me in three weeks do you want to hear the story of a very cold icy little brook he said with a sort of amused demureness that gave her the benefit of all his adjectives she looked up at him with earnest eyes not at all amused but that verged on being hurt and it was with a sort of fear of what the real answer might be that she asked what he meant miss faith i mean nothing very bad he said with a full smile at her then when i really think you are building yourself an ice palace i shall spend my efforts upon thawing not talking what have you been doing all these weeks with a little bit of answering smile she said in a deliberate kind of way i have been running about house and learning how to cook french cookery mr linden and most of all i've been reading the bible i haven't had time to do much else do you know mr linden said as he watched her that is just what i thought and so you have been going step by step up the mountain do you see how the road improves do you find the richer pastures and the pure air oh sir said faith looking up at him i was reading to aunt dilly i know i understood that are not my words true still gravity and shyness all except the gravity that belonged to her and to the subject broke away from faith she rose up and stood beside mr linden moved happy and glad with the gladness of full sympathy it has been a pleasant two weeks mr linden though i would have liked to be at home aunt dilly has wanted the bible morning noon and night and it was wonderful to read it to her it has been my business all these days my dear child i am very glad he said taking her hand wonderful yes it is wonderful to read to one who wants it she wanted it so much faith said catching her breath a little and understood it mr linden very soon it was all or mostly clear to her i read to her sometimes till twelve o'clock at night and sometimes began at four in the morning mr linden looked at her with a mingling of expressions i'm afraid that was not good for you if one dare say it of any work done in that service do you know how much the bible is like that pillar of fire which guided the israelites but to those who were not of israel became a pillar of cloud from which the lord looked out but to trouble them faith's eye watched him as he spoke and caught the power and beauty of the illustration but she did not speak until after thinking and musing a while she said softly it don't trouble aunt dilly 
mr linden drew up a chair for her near his own but made no other comment upon her or her musings at first then abruptly and you think she will want you again there is nobody else to do this for her said faith and again was silent how do you suppose it all began with aunt dilly mr linden as to means i cannot tell it began from a few words which i dare say you have forgotten but which she and i remember words that you said one evening when she was here last summer about everybody's being precious in one sense you repeated that passage they shall be mine saith the lord you know faith did not know what a soft illumination was in her eyes or she would probably not have turned the light of it so full upon mr linden as at one or two points of her speech she did it was a grave sweet look that answered her but then his eyes went off to the fire without further reply faith did not again interrupt the silence a silence that to judge by the faces of both was pleasant to both till mrs derrick came in who indeed could not be very long absent then faith left her place sat down on a low seat by her mother and caressingly took possession of her hands and arms she made no more startling propositions that night of going back to pequot again and the minutes of the evening flowed on as such minutes do the sunday which followed was one as quietly happy as is often known in this world and the next day was christmas end of chapter thirty six end of say and seal by susan warner